Every story, every battle, every model, every child, every dream, every team. It don't matter if you proud, gotta bleed for it. Yeah, nigga, gotta bleed for it. See my ancestors from Manchester to now. Been the underground story since niggas was underground. We them black ninjas who making our mamas proud. Better tune in, nigga. We taking it all around. It's the Melon Ninjas. So go and tell the fan we need better figures. And we don't fuck with Uncle Sam. Better get the picture. These black cans make black bands. And I'll be the greatest nigga like the last dance. Melon Ninjas. It's the Melon Ninjas. It's the Melon Ninjas. It's the, yeah. Hello, Mela Ninjas. I am one of your hosts, Emerson, along with Alex and Kawan. We are your Mela Ninjas. We talk all things anime. We aren't experts, just very passionate anime fans who are happy to give their opinion and perspectives on various topics. So, this is season two, the first episode of season two. And we're going to take it back a little bit, actually. We're going to do something that we probably should have done the beginning of season one. Which is, we're going to each go around and tell you our top five, and then also just some anime we enjoy watching and how we got into anime a little bit, and, and our preferences in the shows that we watch. So to kick it off, I'll throw this to Alex. Hello, hello everybody. Okay, so um, I just wanted, figured I'd give a little background about myself and kind of jump into why I am you know, really such a big anime fan in general and like the type of anime that really catches my attention. So a little bit about me is um, I'm someone who's always been fascinated by just the human mind and like how we think as people, uh, same with uh, just what did it means to really be alive, uh, our consciousness and what it means to really be here on this earth, both just physically and spiritually. Um, I'm currently studying in neuro- neuropsychology. I've been working in the field for a little while and hoping to you know, really build a career out of that. And I'm also someone who's always really loved art. Um, I'm an artist myself. I, I love to draw and love music, really just any form of expression of art. I'm just someone who's really interested in that. Um, and I just think there really is so much beauty around us. And I think that is really part of what it is to be alive and just really something that uh, gets me excited uh, when I just am outside and just in general. I also really love the sun and so on and so on. So um, I find that anime is really just one of the most ultimate art forms, uh, both in just the artwork itself, just in the drawings and the animation, just how many people have to collaborate and come together to make it really seem lifelike and alive. But I also think it uh, really just captures raw emotion, like raw emotions and just passion. And it really moves people. And I think that its ability to connect people is what is just so powerful about it as an art form in and of itself. And so uh, for me, the kinds of anime that really get me are the ones that really tap into those kind of deeper, those deeper emotions um, for people, both just in um, when they kind of just, when they just can tap into something a little bit deeper when the, when it's plot driven, and when it, uh, when the beauty of the art itself comes together with the characters and the in the animation, just it really kind of pulls everything together. So for me, uh, one of my favorite anime will always be Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That is just one that always stood out to me. I actually, the first time when I was a kid watching it, I couldn't even watch it because it moved me so much and it actually terrified me. Uh, the homunculi and just how how 
real everything felt it just was horrifying that it just really it just really did something to me but as an adult i could really appreciate where they were going and the message that it was that it was stemming so full metal alchemist will always be just incredible to me um i recently during quarantine have had you know some time and i've actually been able to watch parasite and i really like that one as well um this year it's another standout for me um I love The Promised Netherland. I think that's uh, maybe a, it's pretty popular, but not quite as popular as maybe some of the other typical shonen that uh, that we that we talk about on this on our uh, on our podcast. But I really I love The Promised Netherland and just them sitting down and plotting and trying to put their heads together to to get out of the to just escape and then to then then what you know <laughs> I love that this story is more than just about okay like this is what we're doing but now now that we've achieved it what's going on like how do we what do we do next um another one that's really uh moved me a lot lately is just my hero academia I kind of got to go with the classic uh, there's just a lot of uh tropes and um things in there that just really connect with me as well and another one that's really stood out to me, because um, I'm talking in no particular order, because these are just ones that have really stood out for me, um, is the is Jujutsu Kaisen. That one is kind of another one that just recently got uh, got animated, and I hadn't really, I'm, I'm admittedly not hadn't read the manga or the um, not the manga. This is actually a Korean based anime, but. I have not read the uh, source material for it. And so it's got me really excited to go back because I'd say it's really kind of crept back up um, for me. That's crept up in my list because uh, that that fifth slot is pretty, pretty tough. There's a lot of them that are that are really that are really good. Um, I would have put, of course, you got to throw out Naruto. That's up there. I can't say I, Naruto is a, a wonderful one. And I obviously it's a, it's one very close and dear to my heart. But I don't know, like I can't put it like solidly, solidly like in my top five because I feel like it's right up there with it's it's almost like it it stands up there at the very, very top. But it's it I feel like there I love each one for different reasons. So I don't know. Um and I also throw out your lie in April because even though that one it is again not as popular as some of the others we talk about, that one really moved me. Um, and spoke to me at a time, I guess, when it just something about it, it was just very powerful. And I just loved it. I actually have that one on Blu-ray. So um, and my last kind of honorable mention is got to be Bleach, because even though it kind of ended up going downhill <laughs> at the end there, uh, that was one of the ones that got me really interested. In, I mean, I remember uh, interested in anime. I remember staying up late when I was uh, on Toonami just to watch Bleach come on late at night. Um, just really loved those characters and just the story and the action. And that was just crazy. So, uh, yeah, that's, I'd say that those are my, uh, those are the ones that are really standing out to me right now on, on my list. Um, I'll also, uh, now pass it over to Kawan. He'll explain his, 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 uh, anime lists and choices and we'll go from there. Uh, well, thanks, Alex. I want to start with my love of anime. So I, my love of anime comes from several different things. It comes from the storylines. It comes from uh, just, I don't know, just uh, honestly a lot. Like, uh, so it's, when I talk about how I love anime because of the storylines, like it's fantasy. So you get to kind of enjoy and live out these, you know, stories that obviously would never happen in real life. So that's that's the main reason. Like everybody needs to escape from reality at some point, especially nowadays. Um, I also love anime because I like fighting. I'm a bit of a warmonger, admittedly, and so I enjoy 
almost every type of every shonen I can get my hands on. I find something to love about it. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I guess as a man too, we have a lot. There's a lot to delve into. Uh, Alex will have to be my therapist on this one about like, you know, uh, uh, hidden aggression and how we buy a lot of stuff up. But I think that's one of the reasons why <laughs> I enjoy it is because, you know, you get to see people just releasing and doing what you want to do sometimes. Like everybody wants to punch somebody in the face, realistically. And I enjoy those anime where you get to kind of see it happen and they make it all flashy and just beautiful, uh, which is another reason the art too, like Alex mentioned, the art is always, you know, something that just keeps you on the edge of your seat and keeps you like intensely focused on, you know, whatever's going on on the screen. All right. So uh, for those reasons, I would have to say that my top five anime right now, and this list changes frequently, to be honest, my top five anime right now have to be uh, Hunter Hunter, My Hero Academia, Parasite, uh, History Strongest Disciple Kenichi, that's always going to be on there, and Assassination Classroom. And I have different reasons for all of those. So Hunter Hunter um, for, there's, there's only really one, there's one particular scene that always stands out to me and everybody knows it's the most popular scene where Gone is like about to kill, uh, Pito. And that scene really sticks out to me, but just because like very rarely is, is so much emotion captured in an anime. And at that moment, just that level of despair, like that level of emotion, I, I really, I, I get drawn to that. So that's always going to mm-hmm. be good. And then my hero and so my hero and Kenichi are kind of along the similar vein. I'm I have an addiction to anime that show like a constant progression of the character. Like, don't get me wrong, I can appreciate the one punch man's where like the character comes out the gate, you know, OP and just ridiculously strong. But I also enjoy, and I think it's more realistic, the story where you, you know, you suck at something and you're terrible at it and you develop. And that's something that uh, I think that I don't know, I just appreciate it a lot progress so i those two definitely uh i like i like the way that they do pick progress so i I keep those on my list and assassination classroom just i liked it when i was younger and i saw it but as i got older i started to like listen to the lessons and like you you know you start like reading and actually like trying to interpret the words that they're saying on the screens and like this 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 dude was actually out here giving these niggas like life lessons it was it was really crazy. I like you know you know you, you it's like uh, you don't think you learn some things from some places and it's just like that's actually you know I could I could I could use that now like that's like you I'm at church sometimes at anime just some of the lessons and stuff that come across they're all things that you know we may come to grips with sometimes. So uh, that's uh, that's my list. So I'm gonna toss it over to Emerson. Ooh, that's a tough act to follow. <laughs> I felt that the take me to church moments. You know, you have those quite frequently, at least for me when I'm watching anime. In terms of uh, my background with anime um, and how it relates to me as a person, I'm a highly competitive person, super competitive, um, as all my friends know. And I kind of look for that in in anime. Um, it just happens to be that the shonen variety shows you a lot more. Uh, competition, whether it's like the rivalry tropes, tournament tropes, and stuff like that. Um, but I love seeing competition be depicted in anime. Um, and along with competition, you know, it's the other the other things that I value too, like pushing beyond your limits, um, sacrifices that you have to make, raw emotion. So those are some things I definitely look for um, when looking at anime. But I also 
I'm also like, there are other things that I care about, such as like how principled the characters are, which is hilarious. Like one of my favorite things to, I always say with people, is just like my, uh, my morals always kick in at the most inconvenient time. And it's something that you see, like, I, I probably picked that up from anime, right? Like you see a lot of these characters that, especially villains, that for whatever reason, they always seem more principled than the, than the hero or the antagonist, uh, protagonist. And it's like literally at the last second, it stops. They stop themselves from doing something that you would consider to be evil, but it's you can't be mad at them for doing because they are a villain. And that's something that always resi- uh, resided with me, like um, resonated with me, I should say. It's like the principles and how principal characters are. Um, but I'm also like a thinker, and I, lo- I love strategy, so I like anime that kind of depict that. So my list. Uh, some of these have already been said. Uh, and after Yu Yu Hakusho, Yu Yu Hakusho is my number one. If you know me, you know Yu Yu Hakusho is my number one. After that, everything else could fall in line. Doesn't matter. Um, but for me, Yu Yu Hakusho, all time number one. Dragon Ball series. Um, you know, I, like I said before, a highly competitive person. I think of Vegeta. Like for me, Vegeta makes that series. Yes, the whole show is about Goku and. Goku is the king of plot armor, but Vegeta's story and his arc of how he got there and hit this man pushing beyond limits and willing to sacrifice literally everything. Uh, you know, the Majin Buu series, he sacrifices humanity to be number one, to be the top dog. I, I respected that and I thought that was pretty cool. And it, then to still like hold on to his values as he decided to sacrifice himself um, with that self-destruct maneuver. That is not a spoiler. You <laughs> um, Hunter Hunter. It got it kind of goes to another another idea that I care about, which is um that I didn't mention before, but I kind of love this this aura around people that don't give a fuck. Like the people that just do whatever they want because they can. And you know, they say you, you don't see them suffer repercussions from doing that. I'm sure there are repercussions of that in you know, in terms of like a real life person that probably does that or, you know, exude that energy, I, I think Rihanna. But, you know, there are no anime characters based off Rihanna. We might have to make our own. But uh, when I think Hunter Hunter, like my favorite character on there is Killua, right? And Killua literally can do anything. He can fight everyone. People are terrified of him. And I like that. I like that aspect of him being able to do whatever he wants. And that really the whole Zaldic family being able to do whatever they want. Um but something that also adds to what I was saying before about the high competition, Killua, and this is up for debate, but like, you know, I, I think it's arguable to say that Killua is stronger than Gon. But Killua is extremely envious of Gon, right? Like they're best friends, but, you know, they're in constant competition with each other. And I like seeing stuff like that. When you see someone that, like, in theory has everything. But they realize that they're deficient in some way. And he acts on that throughout the whole series. And they're best friends. Like when I say envious, I probably use that for lack of a better term because there's no animosity between the two of them. Um, And there's no like dirty dealings or anything like that. Um, So I really appreciate that. Naruto, you know, sucker for that that competitive trope. So Sasuke and Naruto, um, love them. But my favorite character on there is easily Itachi. I like Kakashi. Kakashi's pretty close up there for me too, but like Atachi. And then Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, 
I like that because I kind of like what Alex was saying before, it's just like the raw emotions and the complexity of that, um, of that show. And I think without giving a spoiler, just seeing the development of each character. And then once you come around towards the end, seeing how the whole story comes full circle and what you believe to be true may or may not be true uh, and see how that plays out. I think that's such a hard thing to do after you feed someone information, a whole series or not just an anime, but like in any type of media, you know, you feed someone certain type of content and then kind of pull the rug out from under them. That was epic for me when they do that um, in regards to the war that spark all of this, the, all of the um, events that ha- that happen in uh, Brotherhood. But um, yeah, that's my five. And it's like not easy for me to make a five. Like that's a, probably like my all time five. Um, mostly because I, I love Cowboy Bebop. Like Spike Spiegel is like one of my favorite anime characters ever. I love uh, Samurai Champloo, like Jin and Mugen, again, two of my favorite anime characters. And in terms of like being principled and like kind of, telling a full story, a real story too, not one where the the protagonists win just because they're, pro, they're the protagonist or they win without losing anything. I can make a kill. Um, Tatsumi is like, he's a real one. So you should watch that. It's a, it's a quick watch. It's about 24 episodes, but a, a note on that, like a fun fact on that, like the um, anime changed like the last eight the last eight episodes are like a drastic change from what the, what the manga is like. So you should definitely read both and see which way you come out um, in terms of liking it. In terms of this like newer stuff that I like to watch though, um, like it was said before, My Hero Academia, Fire Force, um, Vinland Saga, Parasite, Invaded ID. Um, big fan of like both Tower of God and God of High School. And um, Your Lie in April was is pretty big up there for me. Alex introduced me to that one, and I was very surprised because I was like, "Oh, do they get busy in this show?" And she was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, well, I'll see if I like it." And I, I absolutely love that show. Um, and then, like, I guess my sleeper, and I guess we can open up to just like more discussion. For me, it's always going to be One Punch Man, and I think that that one is kind of divisive. When you say you like that, either you have people that agree with you people that wholeheartedly disagree with you and don't like it, or they like season one and they think season one was so excellently done that in comparison, they don't like season two. Yeah. Well, I'm a person, um, I'm a person who actually really preferred um, mob psycho. And I got, I actually didn't watch one punch man until I saw mob psycho and I saw Mob Psycho first, then I went to One Punch Man and honestly did not like One Punch Man that much because of that. So I was expecting, I guess, something else or something different. And when I didn't get it, I would just found myself finding it to be a little dry. And I expected it not to feel like that um, because of all the positive reviews I'd heard about, uh, reviews I'd seen about One Punch Man. So I was surprised I didn't enjoy it quite as much. So I actually prefer the, that author's, um, the manga's other work a little better on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I, so I watch again, another recommendation by you, Mob Psycho. Shout out to you, Alex. You're the real MVP. <laughs> I, um, I loved both seasons of Mob Psycho. I watched both seasons of Mob Psycho though, after I watched both seasons of One Punch Man. So ah. like for me, it didn't, I agree. Like the writing is a lot different in 
I mean, I just think the I think mob in objectively speaking is just like they do a lot better job of writing out. It's a more interesting story, honestly. I just think it's a more interesting story than One Punch Man. But the thing I like about One Punch Man is although the overall story might not be as thorough or as in um, captivating as Mob Psychos, the individual character arcs are, for me at least, right? Like maybe not a Genos, maybe not a King, but Garo, like, Love that guy. He's probably my, one of my all-time favorite anime characters, and we only got a season of him. But uh, I think of that. I think of um, Speedo Sonic with that, again, like going back to what I was saying before about me being highly competitive, whether with him risking his humanity because he can't beat Saitama. Like, I think I like stuff like that. So, um, I but I do agree with you. I do like Mob. And Mob does get busy. Their their fight scenes in there are kind of nuts, especially season two. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, Kwan, can you talk to us a little bit about um, about like sports anime? Because I know you do love some sports anime, and oh, I really yeah. watch Haikyuu. I'm a volleyball player, so like for me, I love that. But I haven't really watched any other ones. So, like, uh, can you talk to us about how you got into like the sports anime? I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, sport, I played sports. So the sports anime just, it was a natural progression at some point. Like, I mean, I was watching Dragon Ball Z and Air Gear and all kind of other stuff. So it was eventually, I was going to slide over to sports once I found out that they- Hey, shout out to Air Gear, man. We need, we need that to be reprised. (laughs) We do. We do. I miss that. I'm just like going down memory lane thinking about the good old days. I I, I looped out of there for a minute. But uh, I mean, there's a couple of good sports anime to watch. There's like, a, there's an old school one called Crossover. There's a, um, Kuroko's Basket is like the the updated version of Crossover, basically. But uh, it, you know, more like the animation and the, the the artwork is more modern and better. But uh, I mean, it, it just depends on what kind of sports you're looking for. I haven't come across a baseball one yet, but I've seen like volleyball anime, uh, volleyball, football, basketball. And there's like a race car one that I've never I, I I've seen the cover art and I don't know that I like it, but I, I probably watch it. It seems uh, it's, I forget what it's called, like Street Racer D or something like that. But it's another good one that I'm I, might be worth looking into. That's awesome. Uh, Alex, have you watched any other ones that you you recommend outside of like you know your typical shonen or just ones that aren't based off like fighting and stuff like that? You're saying anime in general, or yeah, the... in general. like more? I, I would say like, do you watch yeah. anime that's more in line with like your line, April or Promised Neverland? Um, so the one that comes to mind that I would say I'd uh, watch outside of that, I guess that typical um, genre would. I mean, I've always and we're forever always love Inuyasha. <laughs> I think Inuyasha is so good. I know that it's a uh, targeted, I'd say, has a slightly younger audience uh, than some of the others that we watch um, on, or that we discuss here. But something about the, I appreciate how fleshed out a lot of the characters are. Um, I admit, I admit, as I've gotten a bit older, um, the characters that some of the characters do feel kind of young to me, but they don't, that doesn't make them any less interesting. Um, I definitely root for the the um, the different characters and the love. Of course, that that one's a little bit more. Um, I'd say it's a little bit more driven by, you know, the love the love storylines and kind of the um, 
the character relationships um, and those undertones, a little more slice of life and monster of the week. Um, I would say as far as the overall episode to episode, but I appreciate how they're, how the characters uh, work together and grow over time. I just really love that show and it'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, Another one I'd say it's a little bit outside of the, the uh, classic genre. I mean, it's, (laughs) I can't say that it's any less fighting, but I mean, I like the kind of honorable mentions of things like, you know, Avatar, the last airbender, or um, I really like Samurai Jack. I don't know if we can even count either of those here, but they've they've always been ones that are so exciting to watch. And I love how in Avatar, it was one of the few, I guess, cartoons, because you could say it was a anime, but not really. It was definitely more of a cartoon. I like how that one progressed from episode to episode, like week to week. It was a um, you could see the characters change and grow over time. Uh, each episode wasn't its own kind of like standalone, unique kind of reintroduced from back to ground zero, like Ed, Ed and Eddie or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that Ed and Eddie. Plank is I, that. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I do too. I'm not going to lie. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd say those those ones are the ones that stood out to me. I'm sure that there are others. They'll come to me. Oh, and of course, you got to tell, you got to throw out a special shout out to Sailor Moon. But I can't even, I loved Sailor Moon, but I'm not going to lie. I can't even really watch it anymore. Something, it just... I don't know what happened. I just can't do it anymore. It's so pretty and cute. And I love the art of it, but the man, those characters like low key, aren't the greatest. The plot plot isn't that great, but man, it's so pretty. I like drawing them. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh man. You know, love the fact that the, the main characters are females. I mean, I love a good, strong female lead, but there aren't, there is a lacking, that's a little bit lacking currently to have a, a, a strong, well fleshed out, really well thought out female lead character in the, in the, in the show. So um, I liked that every, pretty much even all the strongest bad guys and the strongest good guys in Sailor Moon were women. That's real. That's, that's real. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, I think um, one of the, I've never got into like food wars. I tried an episode. I, I, it just didn't work for me, but I'm going to try again. I'm going to give it another shot. I think I was tired that day. Maybe I was, you know, maybe I was a little angry from work or something. But um, one that I did watch that I was very surprised that I liked, even though it was a little weird, a little bizarre, it was um, it's on Netflix. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher the name, but like it's uh, Kaguri High. It's about like compulsive gambling. It was like a mm-hmm. high school where um, it's a regular school, but like throughout the day and even after school, um, students gamble with each other and you can bet like crazy amounts, like every almost everyone from that, in that school, their families from wealthy, well-off families. So if you are like, if you have a negative debt or like, or not a negative debt, but like if you have a debt that's super great, you become like another class of student you know, they kind of treat you like crap. Um, and then, so it's like interesting in that way because of the whole thought process um, of the people. It's kind of like Parasite. So like in Parasite where um, Yugi like realized, like kind of explains like from, from an outsider's perspective, what is wrong with the human race or how like humans interact with each other. 
it's kind of like that because this year following a transfer student who watches all these people gamble and she by seeing how they cheat in each game that they gamble in she like decides to psychoanalyze them and it's just like kind of hurtful sometimes because you're like oh wow I'll be thinking that way sometimes. Oh my goodness, <laughs> what does that say about me? So I, I kind of like those types of animes. Um, so, uh, on occasion, it's not like my go-to. I only watch it because I had just finished um, rewatching Code Geass, which is another one I really like. Um, you know, I think it's definitely. I always tell tell people it's literally Death Note without a Death Note. Um, <laughs> but you know, we might have a we might have an episode in the future about that. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm surprised nobody did mention Death Note, really, because that one is classic and definitely more of a thinker's anime. But it's like, it feels like chess. Um, no, so. I like it. I mean, I think they're... For, so for me, I loved it. I binged it in a day, honestly. Um, I mean, it's not that long. I think it's like 38 episodes or 39 episodes. Mm-hmm. The reason that for me personally, I I don't have it in my my top five um, is I just didn't like the way it ended, which is not a bad thing. I don't think the end was bad, right? I think the end is like you know how it was unsatisfying. Like, yeah, it's how the typical story goes. But like, I was really rooting for like, like I was really, which is like weird too, right? Like he's a villain that you're rooting for the whole time, which is interesting too, because like you might not even say he's a villain. If you watch it, I think he is a villain though. From my perspective, I usually don't root for the villains. I like understand where they're coming from and I appreciate that. I don't typically end up rooting for them. Um, With like certain uh, exceptions, like in like my hero academia, I was rooting for Stain the whole, whole way through. That was what I was about to say is like the best ones though, make you where are when you really understand the bad guy and you under completely get the antagonist and actually may even agree most of the time and want them to win or have their ideology prevail. Yeah. Uh, like Garo, I uh, like I just, you know, Kwan knows how I feel about this man. You know, <laughs> even when he was fighting Silverfang, I was just like, bruh, like this man had the flu. <laughs> He lost massive amounts of blood. How can you not root for this guy holding his own? Um, but yeah, no idea. And it, for me, it kind of goes back to where I was saying before, the like principled, highly principled person. Um, so I like really care about seeing those those attributes in my anime. Can you explain what you mean a little bit more about being principled? Do you just mean someone who completely has their morals and ethics and follows their code to a T without wavering? Yeah. So I, I, it's the people that follow their code to a T without wavering for me, um, specifically because it's it's difficult, right? And like, even if they're terrible people. <laughs> so like, all right, so that that's a that's a bit of nuance to it, right? So if they're a terrible person, but and this is not right, it's not right. This is just me. This is how I view it, right? But yeah, if they're a terrible person, but have a valid reason for being a terrible person. Then I have no problem. If that code stemmed from the stemmed from the trauma that they had, that made them into a terrible person, I have no problem with that. With them following that code, so like Scar from from Full Metal Alchemist, Scar Scar will be a perfect example, right? And like that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier when I said like that's the the twist that throws like the whole show. At least for me, the twist that threw the whole show on its head. There's a bunch of twists in the show, but Mm -hmm. for me, that one. 
through the whole show because like I saw that homunculi the whole time do I think it was envy like trick people the whole time not once did I think about how long how long the homunculi have been alive right um or think about them possibly impacting um scars thinking before we would even know so I but but because scar like so I think scar will be classified as a villain um mostly because he just kills people. He was killing people. Um, some people he didn't kill because he wanted to kill them. He They just got in his way. Um, but whatever. But that code that he had came from the effects of that war um, that he lived through. I have no problem with that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, Oh yeah, it's okay to kill people. I'm never going to say that. But um, I, I do appreciate it. And I think for me, the reason I appreciate people seeing that visual depiction of someone sticking to their code is because it's so hard to do that in real life, right? Like in real life, we are constantly choosing to compromise something. I think every day we have to compromise something. So it's kind of cool to see what it would look like. Um, it's the escapism that Kawan mentioned earlier. It's kind of cool to see like what it would look like for you to not have to compromise how you feel. All right. Or seeing like those instances when people do compromise, Vegeta and Goku, great example, right? Like Vegeta is constantly chasing Goku, but in a tournament of power, Vegeta realizes he ain't going to be the one. So or if he, he had to compromise and like, you know, do the little dance and merge with him and form right. Gogeta. Right. And it's cool to see like, you know, it for me, it was just cool to see. But yeah, that's what, that's typically what I mean by by um, principle, like following your your code of ethics or your code, your moral code, um, or whatever code, whatever you, however you classify your code, your personal code, um, and kind of following it to a T and seeing it out. Um, so I, I think it's pretty cool, and I think one thing that makes it nice about anime is because it's you know it's an art form and it's and it's storytelling. They have the out of rewriting someone's code but they usually don't right i think like that's the other thing that kind of catches me with that like in um in real life you know we don't we have like as you live and you experience different things you're going to change your code constantly um or somewhat um you don't really see that in anime like each character is pretty much the same character that they've been like they develop in different ways but like their core at their core Using Goku as another example, or Naruto, uh, oh, Goku's probably a better example of this. At his core, no matter how old he gets, Goku is going to throw a villain, a sensu bean, if somebody intervenes in their fight. Like he did in this last arc, bro. What what the heck? Oh, Goku. Yeah. Good old trusty Goku. Always ready for a bonehead move. Jeez, I was so disappointed in that last try. I'm not going to lie. That actually felt dumb to me because it risks because it but to me that was slightly paradoxical because it risks the other thing that he's always stood against. He's always been, you know, humanity's greatest warrior. And so when he put them the whole squad at risk, like and not even I mean he literally the planet, the planet that he's fought to protect, he jeopardized for this other principle he stands for, which is he loves a good old competition. It just felt like he betrayed one part of his belief system for the other. Wholeheartedly. No, wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It is tough. I like seeing it, though. I mean, I need to read this. The I need to read the most recent um, chapters. But, yeah, 
that's the stuff I kind of I enjoy seeing and kind of debating because Go, that's not the first time Goku's done that, right? Like Goku's done it many a time. Um, and sometimes, you know, they try to write it out. Like I think with the Tournament of Power, they tried to write it out as, oh, well, all the planets were going to get erased, including Earth, or all the universes, including Universe 7, if it weren't for Goku intervening and starting the Tournament of Power. So like him starting the tournament saved all the universes. I was like, that's a BS cop-out. But <laughs> whatever. This man literally risked universes of uh, of lives. Yeah. yeah, I actually think that's um, kind of tying in what you, Kawan, were saying about just you enjoying the progression of things and just the fantasy elements of it and kind of what Emerson was saying about um, just what I love about anime, though, is that since it is such an, an art form. Oh. <laughs> One job. <laughs> But um, what's cool about it is that you you do have the option to... The, I feel like anime is cool because you can make it realistic, but also it does have the... Um, you can escape into it and through it because it's so... It can be... It's almost like it can stretch reality and capture these pure forms without any of the noise that, that go mm-hmm. on in things. So it's it's really cool that you can make you know an explosion that you really wouldn't be able to show... I mean, I guess with modern technology, you can show a pretty grand explosion, but like you can't explode the entire, you know, galaxy the way that you can in anime to just, you know, add to the layers of drama or yeah, you can be expressive when you're acting, but when you're doing anime, you can really be very expressive, like crazy, crazy expressive. Um, I love that you can, uh, when you show that there a character's inner dialogue, yeah, you can do voiceovers and real, you know, in in typical art forms, but like in in typical acting and movies, but in anime, you can really, you feel like you really can get to know these characters on such exactly. a deeper, a deeper level uh, than you can in other places. And so you can really get into the minds and, and thoughts and, and hearts of these, of these characters. And I feel like that's why you fall so deeply in love with the people that you, that you're uh, with these characters. Cause it is at the end of the day, just, just art or it's just a character. But I feel like in a lot of ways you learn them better than you do a typical series or a typical whatever. Um, and I just think that that's also what's really unique and, and beautiful about, about this genre overall as a, as an artwork, as an art form. Ooh, that was beautiful, Alex. My goodness. <laughs> about that. You took me to church right there with that. Oh, yeah. All of these services. Gosh. Well, thank you. I try from time to time. Hey, look, you you succeeded. <laughs> but yeah, everyone, so this is our first episode back. We back in here. And we just wanted to make sure you guys understood a little bit about us and our love for anime. And as you can see, it'll take us to church sometimes. <laughs> but we'll be back um, next time, next week, with another episode for you. But for now... We have a new outro for you. Enjoy. Yeah. Ice in my veins, colder than freeze. I'm protecting my own like Goku and Vegeta. This is my story, painting the glory, taking it back all of my territory.
glory Black of the berry, the sweet of the juice Dark of the flesh, deep as the roots of my life Sister, the truth that I rock with melanin Just get you pop for yeah Laughing in the face of danger Flexing my guns in the eye of defeat I am the voice of the night Of all of my people unleashing the power in me Deep in my jeans, this is my destiny This is my legacy, won't get the best of me Don't come correct, I'll make you recipes Make you disappear like Mr. Compress Silence in the shadow like Okage My brother, can you pass me the wasabi? Nigga, I'm black as fucking proud of it I won't be modest, no Ain't no blocking me I overcome every obstacle Like the rose out of the concrete I accomplish the impossible Like Barack and Bakugo Yeah, I'm unstoppable Still I rise from the ashes Mama told me never settle And if I can handle all that I got that My skin, power within, melaninches. Yeah, yeah, my melaninches. Black is my skin. Power